Welcome to uh, Rescue Radio. Uh, We're going to be talking today about feelings. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this brand new year. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your healing. We thank you, God, that you are God and that your word is true and that you keep your word, that you keep your promises, that you never leave us or forsake us, Lord God, that you've promised that no weapon formed against us by the enemy will prosper. So we ask that those attacks, assaults, accusations, invasions of us, Lord God, would be exposed by the light of your truth, by the power of your love, and that we would not be taken down by the enemy's intrigue, but that we would be carried and lifted up through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Because you said you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So as we talk today, let the truth and the revelation of that truth set our hearts and minds free, Father God. In Jesus' name, we bind and forbid the enemy, the prince of the power of the air, those who operate against us. We forbid them. We take authority over them as God has given us authority in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. Well, here we go. Feelings. Yeah, we're going to talk and, about feelings. Oh. Feelings are such a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think of the... The, the just shall live by faith in Romans chapter 1. Um, the just, the just. It's a little verse. The just shall live by faith. And then you could add on to that. Not feelings. Faith and feelings are not at all the same thing. They're, and, not, they're not compatible. Absolutely not. Not compatible. <clears throat> the, and this, this verse, the just shall live by faith, is found many places in the Bible. I mean, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 he talks about, Paul talks about it in Romans and Galatians. Didn't you say Habakkuk? Habakkuk. Yeah. Yeah. Talks about the just, the just shall live, live by faith. faith. Or live by his faith. So, faith, so first of all, what's what just? Faith? What is just? Yeah. Well, what's just? I mean, yeah, who, those, the, who are the just? Because there are, are none the right. The Bible says that there are no none righteous, no, not one. Mm-hmm. So we're not just in our own selves. But Okay. So the just are those then who have been justified by the the prescription, the remedy that God presented for us, which was the death of his son, which purchased us our freedom from the enslaving um, grip of Satan. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's faith in him. We're, we're justified by faith, Romans chapter yeah. 5, five mm-hmm. verse 1. So, so and we, also Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, we walk by faith, not by sight. So that's kind of the same thing. We're not walking by sight, what it looks like, what it feels like, you know, our, our emotions, our thoughts, our circumstances. We're going by the just who have already received the promise of being justified by faith. Yeah, and faith is something that, you know, everybody has faith of one kind or another. So there, there's yeah, yeah. In the, faith in themselves, faith, faith in the government, in themselves, faith, faith, in faith in the government, faith in the chair they're sitting on, yeah. uh, faith in the car they're driving. Um, you know, it's important. Some people have faith in the wrong things, and it's important we have faith in God. <clears throat> Jesus said, "Have faith in well, God." Well, in Galatians um, chapter three, and then also in Romans, we have an interesting beginning here. It says, "Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness." 
So his faith was in the promise that God was making to him. Um, faith in, with the, you know James says faith without works is dead, but this is a faith that had action because God asked Abraham to do something. And just kind of going back to that man's story, in the book of Jubilees, which is not in the Bible, it's one of the extra books that refers to and is referred to by the Bible. <clears throat> in about chapter 12 of Jubilees, I think it is, or 13, we hear the story of Abraham. Abraham was not a Jew. He was one of the people who were on the earth at the time of the Tower of Babel. At the Tower of Babel, uh, the all the, the one language that they all had the same language, whatever that was, I don't know. It got messed up. God changed the languages so people could not understand one another, and so they scattered and they went to their people groups. They went to the groups that they could understand. So that's how they became different nations, seventy different nations. But at that point in time, God had kind of abandoned everybody. Not really, but He said, "You know what, Tower of Babel, you want that? Okay." You, then he let the um, the other uh, watchers, so they they were given charge over these nations. So God was looking for a man, one man. He found one man who was not a Christian. He was not a knower of Jesus. But here's how Abraham got saved, so to speak. Uh, he he was a, a man. I was a farmer, and he was uh, as a young boy. They would plant their seeds, and the the birds would come and eat up their seeds before they would sprout, and so the people were living in poverty and, and famine. And little Abraham, young boy, <clears throat> got the bright idea, I guess it was, of chasing the birds away when they planted them in the fields, because they didn't have plows and they didn't dig the seeds into the ground. And so, anyway, so he would chase away the ravens and the birds. And, and so finally, the, the people started doing that, and their crops started producing. Mm-hmm. And, and Abraham, also farmer that he was, actually invented the, um, the plow, to plow the seeds in under the ground so that the birds won't eat them. But anyway, besides all of that, um, God called Abram. He was he was raised in a pagan family, and they had 12 idols in their living room, basically. Um, and his father was well-connected with um, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. No, I'm sorry, King Nimrod. Nimrod, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the pagans over on the east side. <clears throat> and so when Abraham one night... Young, a young man, I would imagine, being a farmer, was studying the stars, and he wanted to figure out how the weather would be for the next year. He wanted to figure out if there's going to be rain or, you know, if it's going to be a good year or not. And he sat there and looked at the stars and the constellations for a while, and then the thought came to him, well, God's going to do what he's going to do anyway, you know. So at that point, Abraham said, let the Almighty God, the Creator God, let Him be God, let him be in control. And at that point, he stopped trying to figure everything out. And he says, I'm going to follow this one true God who's able to control the weather and the stars and everything. So basically, rather than serving 12 demon gods that were in his living room, he said, no, I'm going to just serve the one God, the one most high God. And at that point, then God began to speak to him and um, his his walk with God began to be built not on feelings, but on knowing and following the promises of God. Because it says Abraham believed God. He believed in the promises of God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That's how he obtained his righteousness. It wasn't through good works, which is how Satan has revamped the gospel, counterfeited it to make you believe 
that you have to do a lot of good things to get to heaven. But what's enough good things? And is that what God said? Do good things to get to heaven. Did he say be good? Or did he say follow me? And so Abraham began to believe God, follow him. And Jerry, it's interesting that Abraham followed God, believed the promises 430 years before we even had the Ten Commandments. Yeah, there was obviously a a hunger in his heart because God, he said uh, in Ecclesiastes, it says he's put eternity in the hearts of men. Mm -hmm. So there is, we are created in the likeness of image of God, no matter how that gets uh, polluted. Mm-hmm. There was a heart there all, well, what toward that? God, That's and there right. was a revelation of of God that came. <clears throat> excuse me, that came to him, came came to him gradually. Because but God had spoken to him, and He said, "Now, okay, God's got to start somewhere." Well, so he, he starts Himself with us in the beginning when He makes us in His image to respond to His truth. Yeah, and that's what Abraham did, and so God picked him, chose him. And he had said in Genesis 12, uh, 1 through 3, he says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, his name was Abram at first, okay, Get out of your country from your family and your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So it's interesting. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Now, and so it's it's really, he's he's stepping out in into faith, something not feelings. totally new. I mean, I'm sure the people around Abraham would say, Abraham, where are you going? Yeah. I, I, oh, Don't I'm, you know there are giants who, out there? Don't who, you who know? Spoke, <laughs> why are you doing? Oh, God spoke to me. Oh, really? Which God? Mm-hmm. Well, God, God spoke to me, mm-hmm. and I'm... I'm obeying. I'm going. I'm obeying. And it says, well, uh, by faith, Abraham, when he was called of God, went out not knowing where he was going. So it He said, wasn't well, going I'm by his leaving, feelings then, was he? I'm leaving. I'm leaving everything. I've heard from God, and there are probably the people around him saying, which God, like I said. And he said, well, where are you going? He says, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just going. So and I'm, they're thinking Abraham's lost his mind. <coughs> So obviously Abraham was not going by his feelings. He was going by confidence, faith, knowing, trusting in what he heard from the one true God. And, you know, so you say, well, what is, what is faith? What is faith? You know, well, let's, let's look at the, what is that? Let's look at the a Bible definition from sure. Hebrews chapter 11. Mm-hmm. And we should have the Bible define the terms, right? right? Exactly. Okay not get them from some outside source. But I'm reading it from the Amplified Bible today. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. In other words, Mm -hmm. faith is that it says this is what we have. You have the title, you have the property, right? Mm -hmm. Being the proof of things that we do not see and the conviction of their reality, the proof of things mm-hmm. we do not see and the conviction of their reality. So we're not here. going by our feelings. We're not going by sight. We're going by the conviction that comes through faith. And yeah, reality. and it says uh, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Ooh. So it's perceiving as real fact, recognizing that this is truth, and we're accepting this, we're, we're believing, we're trusting this. 
And the Even five senses, he can't, can't see it. The senses, the hearing, the eyes, the seeing, the feeling, the emotions. So your your five senses cannot pick up the the validity. The, the they can't give you the assurance. They can only give you a readout, a printout of what's what it looks like. You know what the circumstances well, look like. But li- we live in a world where people go by what it looks like and and their feelings, sight and fe- feelings. Yeah, feels like okay? yeah all the time. So so what do we do? We're images. Okay, we're we're bombarded with images right. from the internet, and the television, our iPads, opinions of others, etc. Life. We're bom- the God bombarded of with mm-hmm. images, seeing mm-hmm. because seeing things triggers things. And a lot of the things that we see trigger lies. Right. They're, they're vehicles that bring lies exactly. to our minds. Exactly. And then and then and then feelings. It's like, you know, feelings. You know, just just our emotions. Yeah, right. Our hearts. Up and down. One day you feel great. One day you don't. One day mm-hmm. you you know you eating too much chili and you you're feeling bad or you <laughs> got a little cold and you're not feeling so good and yeah and and it's all this. Up and down feeling. Sometimes you're exhilarated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people, you know, take use so they're very unstable. They're very unstable. Chemicals of all kinds to balance to, to balance. That's why we take medications. Mm-hmm. Lift manage up their feelings. Manage our feelings. That's yeah. why people spend their time trying to manage these feelings. And feelings are based on circumstances, um, and that makes us very vulnerable because our circumstances are vulnerable. Make us vulnerable because we cannot control them. So we're vulnerable to what is and influenced by the well, circumstances, uh, you know, which makes us subject then to fear and control. Because if you, you're afraid and you want to control the circumstances, for example, you know, the, the circumstances are overwhelming. Maybe your finances are terrible. Maybe your relationships are, you know, painful <clears throat> or maybe you're not feeling well. And so the feelings of anxiety, worry, panic, intrepidation, uh, rejection, shame, all of those things, cre- OCD, phobias, all of these things promote fear. They all reduce down to fear. Fear is the, the bottom line on OCD and phobias and anxieties and shame and rejection. It's all from the kingdom of fear. And the, and the God of fear is Satan. And he wants to do this. So he's, he's the God of this world. So he's the, the prince of the power of the air. So he ma- manages, manipulates the air, the airwaves, the 5G, the circumstances, the happenings to to do what to set up situations and events where he can traumatize us with fear <clears throat> and so you know psychologically what you're exposed to the trauma you're exposed to gets wired with the event for example if someone is assaulted sexually abused raped in the night then the night can be a trigger when you go to bed you're 50 years later <clears throat> going to bed your mind is crazy racing can't settle down because it's been traumatized and triggered and tied to wired to that first assault or the and so that becomes part of the equation so now you don't feel peaceful or okay or safe when you sleep because night signals triggers pulls up the memory. And so this is how Satan begins to control us. Listen to this. <clears throat> this is what the Lord showed me this morning. When fear, when a fear event or a situation or a trauma is wired with a feeling. So there's a situation going on <clears throat> and you respond with a feeling, not, not with faith, but with a feeling like we said, like terror, dread, shame. 
you have created a control mechanism to manipulate the soul. <clears throat> so Satan is creating a control mechanism in you, a way to set up a circuit outside of the true circuitry of God to you know trip the trigger and boom, you're going down the road of fear, terror, anxiety, can't sleep, insomnia, whatever. Because there's a lie. There was an event. There was an event. And when we go back to finding the lie, Jesus will take you back to the event. So just working with a person recently, they had big, bad insomnia problems. And it turns out the Lord is showing them. Well, first of all, interesting enough, in this situation, the person, when we asked the Lord to show them where they where it happened, they were blocked. They were blocked in their mind. In other words, they couldn't see, feel, sense, get any information. Their mind was not working. So they were blocked. And the blocking is also a spirit. It comes in as a protection. A lot of times when people have a bad thing happen to them, it is blocked out. They don't want to remember it. And so the lie is, if I don't think about it, if it doesn't come to my mind, if, I, if it's blocked out, then I won't have to go to that place of fear. And so when we got rid of that blocking spirit, the Lord showed them that the place of the event was, you know, when they were young, they were raped, date raped. And um, the feelings were, of course, whenever a person is sexually abused at any age, it's a, it's a, a direct assault against your holiness, against your innocence, against your sacredness. And so the person felt very bad, you know, like it was their fault. They weren't strong enough. They weren't smart enough. So therefore, the devil plants this idea. It was your fault. You weren't smart enough. You weren't strong enough. You shouldn't have been there, da-da-da. So he can build his case against them that they are guilty. So going back to what this is all about, really, is Satan wants us to live not by faith, but by fear, by our feelings, by what it looks like, because he can control us through feelings, faith, through, uh, I'm, through, through sight, through emotions, through, through, um, through feelings. And, this is, and that's where he gets us, in our souls. So remember, what is fired together in, psychologically, those two things, they, they, give him, they are wired then together. They're wired. So a new brain pathway is formed for fear. It's forged in the nervous system. So Satan is laying another track of anxiety, fear, worry, right alongside the neurological system that God created in our body. Well, another, you know, the issue of control, too. It's like, right. how many things can we control? You know, you hear, you know, television commercials, take control of your finances, take mm -hmm. control of your health. Yeah. Well, life, there's, yeah. the, the thing is, what, because I think part of the fear is that people, uh, there's, they're out of control. There's so many things that Feel are out of, control, of, yeah. out of yeah. our control, you know, and what, you know, some people say, well, if there's, is there something I can control? Well, maybe we can control our attitude. Maybe we can, can you know, plan, organize, and, and, you know, have a little bit of control in our daily life. But there's a lot, so many things. We can't control. That, that are just And that's control. what creates anxiety. You know, right. when Abraham left Ur of the Chaldees, he gave up control. He really did. He says, okay, yeah. I'm doing this one day at a time, following God, praising God, looking to God. God is my supply. And, you know, we just crazy don't live like that. We have to have, you know, a big bank account, a 401k, uh, mm -hmm. uh, food in our freezer, you know, stacked a mile high. 
We have to have all kinds of things and we're still not okay. We're still not okay because anxiety slips in, creeps in. So when you go back to looking at the anatomy of a human being, and Satan knows that anatomy, he knows we're created by God to love, purity, holiness, goodness. He knows we're created by God and called by God to live in a place of faith and assurance. Assurance is really faith is having faith in the faithfulness of God. But here's what happens too. When the heart is deceitful, and, and above all else, desperately wicked, giving you wrong um, feedback, you know, oh, no, what if it's going to be bad? You know, I got to do this. It's up to me. All these thoughts. So there's this myth, you know, you see it in movies and said, well, follow your heart. Mm, all the time. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're going to follow something. That's a demonic. That so- that's... Follow something that is desperately wicked. And that's fickle. That's follow. And unstable. Right. And, and vulnerable to all kinds of circumstances and programming that's already been set up in your life before you even realize there's a war going on. So this heart, you can't go with it. But, but the anatomy of the being is uh, we're made up of body, soul, and spirit. And the soul has three parts also, mind, will, and emotion. So that would be your heart, your mind. Your mind goes by what it looks like, you know. Um, what you think it is. What you think. Doubt, doubt is right there mm-hmm. because thinking is actually doubting because you're not sure. The only thing you're sure about is that you can't know anything for sure. Um, and, and, so, and your heart goes with the feelings. So you have feelings that are up and down, fickle, vulnerable to circumstances. So you're using that apparatus, your soul, mind, will, and emotions, and it's, and it's hooked into your body, which is also weak, vulnerable, and you know in danger at all times of being, you know, pulverized by some circumstance. No food, no air, no water, whatever. So you're in a totally vulnerable condition, and you're using that apparatus to try to stay alive and to to stand and your will your will you have to make a decision at some point so your will takes yes. you in the direction of your feelings or your thoughts or your or and that is fear of, right because right. your soul is always working out of the concept of fear oh no what should we do how should we defend ourselves what should we so that fear is like moving as a sp- here's the deal though um uh, it that um you know we don't want to be deceived but we we think of our feelings we think of our feelings young people especially you know i just read on twitter the other day a, guy, a girl killed herself because a young one because she didn't get enough likes on one of her instagram pictures you know so you're you're that's that's a tragedy I, that's like you know what's happening out there that's when this push satan pushes us to the ultimate of this you know insanity but when you think of your feelings or other people's um, feelings, opinions as expressions of ourselves, um, then our reactions to other people's situations and injuries, we take it on as personal. We think of our feelings as expressions of ourself. This is a trick. Your feel, you know, people think, well, my feelings are just my feelings. My opinions are my opinions. Um, so if we believe our feelings are our feelings, and expressions of us and never think of them as a specific work of a demon or an entity or an alien, uh, you know, invader who's impersonating us, who's, who's creating these feelings in our soul and then getting us to, to baiting us with it. And then we fall for it. So we deal with our feelings incorrectly. We don't resist the fear. We don't re- submit to God to resist the devil. He will flee. 
we don't because the devil comes in as a feeling and we don't resist him because we think the feeling is us. And his goal is to program us. Absolutely. You know, the programming and the programming is very strong. The programming, uh-huh. it becomes dominant. Prime, primary, dominant, yeah. it's, That's our prim, primary modus operandi. Exactly. You know, okay. uh, and, and, and so when you come to Christ, mm-hmm. that, he says in Romans 12, we need to be transformed by the, by the renewing of our minds. Mm-hmm. That means be reprogrammed or Re- deprogrammed, probably. you know. Deprogrammed. Change from one, basically from one mm-hmm thing to something else correct and you know the thing is if you're not transformed be transformed by the renewing of your mind if your mind is still stuck in the old and you're trying to serve god you'll not it's not it's going to be ripping you apart but anyway so we when we incorrectly identify our feelings as our feelings and we don't correctly uh, uh identify them as a demonic influence temptation in our soul then we are tempted also to um reverence them, to defend them, to get hurt, get offended, take things personally. Um, And this makes us all the more vulnerable to being tricked by the enemy um, and to be taken over by his manifestations. So, um, so really this is like you're, you're, you're being, you're, you're caught on a runaway train and you're like, say your, your, your garments are caught in this train that's running down the track, you're being drugged down the track with it. And because you, the linchpin, the hook is, the lie is that these feelings, ideas, beliefs, notions, um, my perceptions, they are mine. They're mine. I have, they're mine. The, you know, so then we embrace them. I am afraid. I am depressed. I am anxious. I am, I am. And when you say, I am, you're saying, yeah, that's who I am. And the saints is good. She just gave me the agreement I needed. Go ahead, boys. Come on in, anxiety. Move in. She says that's who she is. And so, um, but what if they're not our feelings? What if the just shall live by faith versus feelings? That is the whole battle. That is the whole spiritual battle. And you're all hung up on your feelings. And of course, feelings are very powerful. They, they work and feed through circumstances. Look at what we have going on right now. Lots of fear out there, lots of out of control, people who are on, there's injustice, hypocrisies, lies, propaganda, people all over the world, rioting, bombing, uh, being shot. It's every, but you know what? This is nothing new, but it's newer. It's, it's very in our face constantly because of all of the media. But, but what if our feelings are not our feelings? What if they're actually demon spirits who are called fear, pain, anxiety, depression? What if they're being permitted to manifest because we let them being tricked into believing that those feelings are our own so that they have a life, they have a permission. Um, and so that way, we, we, you know, because we're told, well, you've got to own your feelings. No, I don't believe we have to own our feelings. I believe we should resist them sometimes. And many people believe that. The temptation and, to fear, doubt, whatever, yeah. Right. Many people believe that. It's just us in this world, okay? It's human beings either behaving well or mostly behaving badly. Mm-hmm. So, so wait, wait a minute. In a, in that it's just life is just human, and it's, just and it's not just human. No, it's 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 a spiritual, it's battle, divine war that's going on. So you have to 
look at this um, program arena <laughs> the arena mm-hmm. of the spiritual aspect mm-hmm. and <clears throat> some people mm-hmm. think well if you just think well may, maybe you've got people some people believe behaving okay some people really believing behaving good and most people really behaving well, gladly th- and if if you think um that's just the limit of it you know, and and then if you add that, you see, if people are anxious over just the looking at that part of it, mm-hmm. and then they think, "Oh my goodness, there's this whole mess of demonic ranks and enemies, uh, satanic <laughs> principalities, powers, yeah. spiritual wickedness in high places, demons everywhere." It's like that's enough to just trip people's trigger and say, mm-hmm. "That's why they avoid totally, it." That's why totally they totally freak uh-huh. out. Mm-hmm. But when you understand. Mm-hmm that spiritual dimension and the warfare yeah. and you understand that that God is in charge yes. and that that the spirit of God is at work mm-hmm. there is no fear right then. exactly exactly what peter says even here. in the midst of the most deadly yeah. warfare yeah the most deadly spiritual out of control t- stuff we can think of mm-hmm. there's no fear there's peace in the midst of that when you recognize the warfare and you recognize the power in the name of Jesus. And the power of his promises, as Peter says, Abraham had a promise. God said he was going to be with him, going to multiply him, give him all the land, da-da-da, give him lots of descendants, blessings. In First Peter, he says, um, verse one, chapter 1, verse 3, blessed be, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So God begot us the first time, when he made us in his image, you know, and then we were thrown into the snake pit where everything got all turned upside down. But God has begotten us, brought us forth again to a hope, a living hope, not a dead hope, but a, a hope that goes with you, that stays with you uh, to, um, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What What is this hope going to do? It's going to bring us to an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, that does not fade away and is reserved in heaven for you. And then verse 5 who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. So he says, in this you greatly rejoice. So I'm rejoicing the fact that I have an inheritance. I have eternal living hope and that God is the one holding this in position for me. God is the one keeping this so that Satan cannot snatch my inheritance. Satan cannot, you know, crush me. Um, He says, in this you greatly rejoice. The fact that the promise is kept clean and clear and and solid, the living hope, God's with us, even though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So Satan hates your faith. He hates our belief in God. He hates, you know, and really seriously, I've got to just almost for myself redefine faith as knowing and, and faith in the faithfulness of God, that God will keep his promises, that it's, it's, a, it's based on my faith is based on God's goodness, again, the fact that God cannot lie, that God will not lie and cannot lie. God is the source and giver of all good gifts. Here's another part about faith is that some people have had faith in the wrong things. They've had faith in 
themselves. A, a dead religion. They had <clears throat> yeah. faith in themselves. They yeah. had faith in other people. Well, if the fruit and of they that, they have been let down. Yeah. They've been let down. What I have had faith in has failed me. But see the so fruit. So 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 if that if you recognize that fruit of failure, then you recognize that that practice of faith was wrong. Exactly. Because Jesus said, by the fruits you shall know but them. But the problem is, is the enemy stirs in our minds and we apply that. If 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 my my husband or my wife, my kids, my boss, my church has failed me, mm-hmm. we can apply that failure to God. Will <clears throat> God fail me too? God can cannot I, can, fail. Can I trust him? Well, who asked you that question? Can I trust him? Here's the deal. This is right, very tricky. That's what I'm saying. Who, who can I trust God? Where does that voice come from within us? It, it comes through your mind. It comes through your heart. But and, where does and, it begin? And really, it's based on experiences of we've had faith in the wrong things for so long, and they've let us down. But sometimes the <clears throat> enemy, like I said, works to get us to apply that same fear. doubt and fear mm-hmm. toward trusting God, especially right. when we're waiting well, answers. that's what what he says the ju- that we will do, that we do not the just do not walk by sight. Right. Sight is the accumulation of all of your experiences, all of your predictions, all of your you know. Well, this is going to happen now because that happened. So you can kind of maybe project or pro- uh, 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 prof- prophesy ahead of time to kind of pervert or prevent your, yourself getting hurt. But the thing is that faith is uh, none of those things. Faith is faith. In the faithfulness of God, that God is doesn't lie, keeps His promises. The just shall live by faith, and and you know what? That faith is an active faith. It's not a dead faith. It's not oh yeah 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 I believe I believe I believe, and then you don't do anything. Faith, this kind of living faith, is you know Paul, James says, "Show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works." This faith is an active obedience. Really, what mm-hmm. faith is is it's no it's an active obedience. Uh, in, in, in the Word of God, to what to, God, to God has revealed to what to God you. has said. Yeah. Um, so fe- feelings, fickle, changing, depending on circumstances, how you were raised and wired and the traumas in your life, all of those things cannot give you any steady, sure foundation. The steady, sure foundation that we live off of as faith, as believers is faith in the promises of God, the promise that God cannot lie. So faith really is knowing something. It's knowing, not faith like feeling and, okay, we hope, we're going to believe harder, you know, so we can get, this faith is knowing, so you can actually use the word knowing. I know God is faithful, keep his word, did what he said he's going to do, will bring us home to heaven safely, let us inherit with him. If you look at the book of First John, it's it, I call that the we know book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it, it's 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 about knowing, knowing that um, and we know and we know and we know and we know. So you know people it, are interesting. Like he says, "Here's what he said: Whatever of First um, uh, John chapter five verses four and five, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world." And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Okay? Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So the overwhelming, the world, when we're talking about the world, this lying system of, of violence and corruption that we live in the midst of, we, we overcome that by knowing 
knowing. God is good. God is mm-hmm. love, and He has the best interest in mind for us. We we overcome standing. The old song, standing on the promises, the promises of, of God, God that He is faithful. He cannot lie. Mm-hmm. And so, so the just shall live by faith. Feelings give us no foundation. Um, and the foundation that we stand on is the promises of God, the promise of salvation, the promise of his finished work, his promise of letting us you know, partake with him. Um, so actually feelings for the Christian distract from faith. And we, you know, again, we go back to what is a feeling? Where are these feelings coming from? How can I, it says bitter water and sweet water should not, cannot come from the same fountain. So how is it that in me, in Paul, in Romans, he's saying, <clears throat> I am doing things I do not want to do. How is it that he is doing things, seeing himself do things that he isn't in agreement with? So you have to ask, well, what is the other source, operating source inside of him, and what is it doing, because causing him to become um, uh, set up in opposition to himself? So he's saying, I'm feeling this way. I'm. This is your soul. The feelings come out of your soul. The knowing comes out of God's spirit bearing witness with your spirit. You have a spirit receptor site and you have a soul receptor site. And the soul is based on corrupted things like fear, trauma, um, events, uh, you know, opinions, experiences. But the, fe- the, the, the truth, faith is based on the word of God. So feelings are based on your circumstances. And these are the things that are happening or have happened that take away our peace and our sense of goodness. This is the problem. Those things that have happened to you have taken away your sense of goodness and peace and confidence in God. I think what we should do is take this up again um, next week because yeah. I think there's a whole lot more to this that we want to um, explore. 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 So again, be thinking about your feelings versus faith and how they're so different. How you, we go back to our feelings because we're familiar with our feelings. We're familiar with the liar who actually has been managing your soul for probably a long, long time. I would call him the strong man or the, or the stronger man or the familiar spirit, the identity thief. So let's pray. And Father, we ask for a complete healing deliverance for the people who are listening to understand, to grasp the revelation of the difference between feelings, your feelings that are actually being manipulated by the enemy. And faith in God, which brings us to peace and goodness and rest. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Lord, we just ask that you would remind us again to rest in you. You said the just shall live by faith. There's a rest to the believer. Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. Please check us out at uh, liferecovery.com and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.